Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, powerful people. This is your resident queen from queensweetcoach.com, Danielle Adams. And I am ready to bring to you some serious stuff. Tonight we are talking about judgment. And this episode is really about spotting the moments when you are shooting on yourself. And I said shoulding, and creating a judgment free zone for yourself, first and foremost. So, this is all about empowering how you look at your inner workings of a disempowered mind. So let's get started. I would first, of course, like to invite you to call in if you would like to join the conversation. You are more than welcome to. You can actually call 713-955-0365, or you can join the conversation online at Facebook slash Queen Sweet Coach, and just find the picture for Mostly Business, and make sure you put your comments or questions there in the box. So, as you know, I like to help professional leaders and entrepreneurs to come back from the brink of burnout. And that is part of the reason why I like to talk about different current event topics that are happening. And right now in the headlines, there was uh, actually a report about the death of Jim Delegati, who is the creator of McDonald's Big Mac sandwich. And also Florence Henderson recently passed away, and she was, of course, the matriarch on the Brady Bunch. So these these two very influential people in, in modern culture and, and popular culture have certainly left behind an amazing legacy with their life work. So today I would like to just ask you the question, what will your legacy be? What are you looking to leave behind in terms of how people remember you? It's so important when we're doing our our life's work or when we are going out into the space where we have created a business for others that that we definitely consider that that question. So today's episode is powered by innovators. We're looking for those people who have thought so much and come up with new and and fascinating ways to make life interesting. So let me tell you, I have a friend. I have a friend who gets really, really hung up on what should be, how it should be, what things should be. And it pops up for him everywhere from his stance on on gender roles, uh, you know, not that he thinks that a woman should be barefoot and pregnant, but sometimes it gets a little close to that, which concerns me. Uh, it, it'll be from that to ethical debates and social responsibility, uh, even the way that he refers to himself. He will actually refer to himself often and say that these are things that a man should do or as a good man should do. And he makes these different subtle judgments about, uh, you know, how he perceives the world. And personally, when I hear the word should, I automatically cringe and take pause because for me, when I hear that word, I know a judgment is coming behind it. (laughs) So I would like to be really clear that we're all thinking of the word should in the same definition. And some of those definitions include 
um, being used to indicate obligation, duty, or correctness, typically when criticizing someone's actions. Another, indicating a desirable or expected state. Another one, used to give or ask advice or suggestions. And as you may already know, there are plenty of people out there who are willing to do that. So notice that, you know, we're looking at some different words, obligation, correctness, um, duty, expectation. There are all these different words that are associated with should. So judgments come to us in so many formats. Uh, whether it's about our physical appearance and how we dress, our political beliefs, religion, sexual preference. I mean, these days you can't scroll your Instagram or Facebook timeline without spotting a couple of judgments. People have their beliefs, and we know what they say about opinions. So I'm talking about the sort of nagging inner criticism that has possibly manifested from your your own beliefs or, or any of our beliefs about ourselves. So when was the last time that you felt judged? For some of us, it might have been just recently over the holiday. I mean, when you get together with family, you almost can't avoid someone making an opinion about something. But think about the last time that you felt judged. Was it recently? Uh, was it not so recent? Who did it come from? What did it make you think about yourself? How did it make you feel? Little do we realize, so many of us actually grow up with all different kinds of judgments, and, and it's the kind of thing that you don't even realize until you've gotten older. Uh, for example, when I was young, I was told that children are to be seen and not heard. Um, you are to be, um, you know, you're to speak when spoken to, and you had all of these different rules that you had to abide by in order to act as a good child should. And, of course, back then it was completely harmless. I mean, after all, it kept my brother and I from running all over the supermarket like little crazy people. But at the same time, it really did form a lot of my beliefs about myself until I was a little bit older. So, for example, being told that children are to be seen and not heard, I had a lot of difficulty becoming an adult and reconciling when it was acceptable for me to speak. And, again, I didn't realize that I had this belief so deeply embedded in me until I had started to become older. So then there is this matter of speaking when spoken to. Well, I was a really quiet kid for a very long time. And then all of a sudden it was like one day something snapped and I suddenly had a lot to say. And again, there was a moment where I had to really start to reconcile when it was appropriate to say certain things and, and what things to say because I was also taught that, you know, it wasn't very nice to say. If you had nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So here's another should that was built in there. And all of these things kind of collided on on the scene when I was in my 20s. But we'll talk about that more later. So 
There are all different ways that what I call shooting on yourself can look like because Monday morning quarterbacks are everywhere you look. There's always someone who is telling you something you should have done. So uh, that could sound like you should have used less salt in your food. Uh, you should have spent less money on Black Friday. Or simply, you should have done what I said. Or when we are judging ourselves, it may begin to sound like, mm, I should have left earlier this morning to leave traffic. Uh, I should have left this job a year ago. Uh, someone actually mentioned that one to me today. Or how about um, one for the ladies, uh, I should be married and have kids at this age. Actually, you know what, that's for the men too. There comes a point in life where you start to reevaluate certain things However, you might begin to attach these judgments to it in, in, in terms of how you view your personal success. So, for one, judgment of self is often about trust or fear. Uh, whether you've taken something personally or you have experienced regret or guilt or, or have been taught in life that somehow you're, you're not good enough unless you abide by certain rules or you're not good enough, period. The bottom line is that generally there is a lack of trust in yourself and also a fear of what could happen if, if you do trust yourself or you do go with your gut amongst other things. So these things are carefully programmed into us at a pretty early age. Also, judgment can come in the form of feedback. When you're at work, of course, there are performance appraisals and reviews and uh, you have a boss who is going to tell you everything that you have done wrong or I would say inadequately. There's always someone telling you that you need to improve. You should be doing better. You should be doing this differently. So this feedback can often make you feel vulnerable, and it can also make you question yourself. Now, it doesn't mean that it's not constructive feedback. Uh, how it's delivered definitely will make a difference, but it's a matter of looking at the feedback very carefully. So it doesn't mean that all feedback is bad feedback and that you shouldn't take it with a grain of salt. You want to take it on advisement and evaluate it, see how it applies to you. But also, do consider the source of the feedback and the intention from which it was shared. A lot of times, the intention can be to hurt you or to make you feel less than. It may be to make you feel inadequate. At other times, it could be quite the opposite, and it be intended to help build you up and make you better. I'll, I'll give you another example. Like I mentioned, I had, upon reflection, realized that I was kind of programmed not to, to say a lot of things until I had gotten older. And as I got older, it was like the floodgates opened up. So I was telling Annie and everybody who would listen, oh, I'm going to tell you the truth about this, I'm going to tell you my truth about that, and on and on and on. So as a 20-something, 
you know, I finally had my my floor. I had an audience, and I guess it wasn't always received very well. So I had three three people who approached me, and I was the subject of this sort of intervention. And two of these three people were were good friends of mine, still are, and they actually had pulled me, you know, to the dining room in my apartment and sat me down to have this very, very uh, prolific and revealing conversation. And I told you, it was like an intervention, right? So they stopped and sat me down and they let me know that I had a problem with being mean, like being cruel. And I said, oh, okay. So, of course, I was open to hearing their feedback and understanding where this idea had come from. And ultimately, it had come from my being perhaps too honest too often. (laughs) And I took it very seriously at the time because, after all, these two of these people were my friends. The third guy I could give a hoot about, but that's another story also for another day. And nevertheless, I I took it as something that was very serious, and and I really did internalize a lot of that feedback to take a deeper look at myself. Now, I'll be honest with you. Did it hurt my feelings? Hell yeah. (laughs) Was my, my being mean or cruel something that was true for them? Probably. They had a lot of difficulty giving me examples of it, which, by the way, uh, just note to self, if you want to give someone constructive feedback on something, it's probably a lot more appropriate to do it after they have violated whatever rule it is you have. But nevertheless, I digress. The other thing was, was it my intention to be cruel? Of course not. These were my friends. So why all of a sudden were they sitting here trying to, quote-unquote, fix me? Why are they acting as if there's something about me that's broken and needs improvement? So this is an example of how judgment in the form of feedback can also become this internalized wound that you carry. First of all, this story, you have to understand that you can't allow another person's judgment of you because you're going to end up beating yourself up. You don't just don't allow that other person's judgment to cause you to do that to yourself. Something I said back at that time, back in that day, I suppose had struck a nerve with my friends as they did with me when they sat me down. And as a result, I ended up judging myself even more harshly than they ever did. Now, one of the reasons why I had taken that particular lesson and I'm sharing it with you is because it's really a moment for you to reevaluate the moments when people have tried to help you in a sense. Their their goal and their intention is not to hurt you, it is to help you. However, how we actually take that information and process it through our own personal filters and our own beliefs and and experiences will sometimes change the message. So the message that I ended up receiving was, shut up (laughs) and stop being a mean old witch. And to an extent, maybe that was true. Or maybe it just meant that I needed to be more tactful in my approach. 
nevertheless, you can take these things and begin to process them. So how do you stop shooting on yourself? <laughs> and that is you, you have to realize that you do have the power to disarm these sometimes icky, unproductive thoughts. Because remember, once you've let it sit inside your brain too long and you haven't really processed through it fully, it starts to fester a little bit. So it may start to look like resentment or guilt, regret. And and these things, when they're left unattended, can get pretty ugly. So just remember that nothing has meaning until we give it meaning. The object is for you to stop assigning meaning to these self-judgments, whether it's from someone else that you have now internalized or something that you've come up with on your own. Because you have to realize that once you start to give them weight, they begin to weigh you down. And nobody wants to bear that burden. Your ability to express and experience personal and professional growth Uh, Also, to weather chaos and catastrophe and begin living guilt-free, regret-free, and disappointment-free will increase once you make a conscious decision to let go of judgments every time you recognize them and move into a space of self-acceptance. When you think about it, the opposite or antithesis of judgment is acceptance. So whether it's of others, of yourself, you have to start reframing some of your thoughts. Now, how to do that? First, try to get grounded. Get to a neutral space where you can identify, acknowledge, and release your negative or destructive feelings. So... In other words, get to a place where allow yourself to feel the the feeling, okay? Wherever you are, whatever you're feeling, if it's anger or if it's resentment, guilt, regrets, you notice that they're the same things that keep coming up. Sometimes it may even show up as avoidance. You may try to stay away from certain people because you just don't want to feel whatever it is that comes from the judgment that they inflict upon you or your self-imposed judgments. Recognize these moments. Identify them. Give them a name if you'd like. And then just acknowledge they're true for you. And then you can start to work on refocusing on the positive. So how you can do this is by asking yourself three questions, okay? And if you want, grab a pen, jot it down. The first question is, is this true? Is this judgment true and accurate for me right now? The second question is, is it true sometimes? Under what circumstances? And third, was it true in the past but is no longer? So this gives you an opportunity to take the judgment 
and apply it to yourself as whether it is true or not. Is it true and accurate right now in the present? Then you can start to take a little bit more of a broader look at it. Is it true sometimes? Under what circumstances? Okay, so at the time, was it true that I was perhaps mean or maybe not as delicate in my delivery of whatever I was sharing with my friends? Very possibly. Under what circumstances? Hmm. Okay, now you can start to dig a little deeper and see if there's something else that's going on, something else that's on on deck when you're actually doing that. And then the third, was it true in the past? Today, as the woman that I am now, I can look at this and say, was this true in the past? Yes, it was. But it is no longer. And, of course, I can follow the timeline of where I began to reevaluate and release some of that judgment. Okay. So then you can balance the negative. How... How you actually review and reevaluate a situation is by understanding your fear around a situation and realize that your fear around the judgment will start to actually magnify the aspects that are not aligned with who you are and where you want to be. So, in other words, if you have the judgment of, well, I should be married by now and have kids. And you start to let the fear of dying alone become the driving force behind that belief. Then it's time to retool it a little bit and balance it out. Or you can look at it as uh, this judgment is another good one. Um, I'm a bad parent. Uh, those thoughts of inadequacy may creep in in different areas and aspects of your life. So when you're balancing the negative of a statement like, I'm a bad parent, reframe the painful self-reflection and steer towards constructive awareness. So instead of, I'm a bad parent, that's going to begin to sound like, what would I like to begin to adapt in my parenting style that could be more beneficial for all of us? So there's a different way for you to take that, that feeling and that judgment and really start to flip it and whip it around so you can shift your energy around it. This way you're not feeling like you're under attack, even from your own self-imposed judgment. Sometimes we're harder on ourselves than anybody else could possibly be. So just keep that in mind. And then the last thing is, remember that you are at choice to make changes to the parts of you that you feel are no longer serving you. So this would include your thoughts, your behaviors, your beliefs, and your actions. You can take any of those things and decide if it's something you want to keep or something that it's maybe time to recycle. If you choose not to change them, it's likely because it serves you in some way. 
So whether it's keeping you safe from from people who are hurting you or it is something that is just kind of giving you that additional comfort zone, then that's a reason why you might not change any of those things, your thoughts, behaviors, beliefs, actions. So for me, maybe it was that I felt that getting to the punchline first, being honest and, and, and being very, very forthcoming with my truth, with my friends, was so that I could protect myself from being hurt by them. But when you start to really think and dig deeper, well, what, what would you need to do that for? Why would I need to protect myself in that way? You start to look at the different things that you do, and then you start to kind of peel away the layers and understand it at a deeper level. Okay? So is just a, I guess, beginning look at some of the inner workings of the disempowered mind and how you can recharge that, recharge your thoughts and power it back up. With that, I would like to leave you with a parting quote that comes from Walt Whitman. And for my my New Jersey and Delaware friends, you probably are familiar with the Walt Whitman Bridge, but he said, be curious, not judgmental. And it's such a true statement because when you really think about it, a lot of what we have judgments around are from the lack of being curious to question it at a deeper level. So that is it. We are drawing to a close here, but before we do, I would like to remind you that you can find me online. I am available at queensweetcoach.com, and you can, of course, subscribe to upcoming episodes of Mostly Business, and you can do that right here on blogtalkradio.com slash mostlybusiness and you can subscribe right there. You can also connect with the Queen Suite community by joining my email list and getting our blog updates. And just so you know, you also get a little free gift from me to you when you do subscribe to that list there on my website. You can also like or follow Queen Suite Coach on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. So, With that, I would like to thank you all so much for listening, and I wish you much success, however you define it, and of course, I wish more power to you. I hope you have a great night.